Welcome to Biggest Geekest. We're your hosts. I am Joe. And I'm Randy. This is episode 132 of the show, and the date is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Looks like we're a little laggy. Yeah. A slight bit of lag. When my lips move, the words uh, sound off slightly off. No one will notice this on the audio side when it's mm -hmm. uh, released, but the video yeah, side might be a slightly disconcerting. Yeah, I'm looking at the YouTube channel here, and I'm trying to – there it goes. Okay, I got it rolling. Oh, Patrick is sick today. Not good, dude. Flavie's going to uh, power out. But Darth is here, Malachi, Martinson. We got some of our hardcore. Uh, hungry Ewok, what's up, dude? Hungry, hungry Ewok. Patrick said it's not laggy on his end, no lag. Crafting Gamer. Hello, good day to you. Good evening. I might oh, have yeah. too many. Maybe I have too many. Oh, <laughs> I might have too many windows open. <laughs> Mr. Boivan, I've been watching some of your older videos. You got some good stuff, dude. You got some good stuff. Liking it. Oh, want to thank Patrick. Uh, thank <clears throat> I think he uh, switched over to Patreon. Um, so now we have two. I think he's switching over, not doing the in addition to, unless he is, could be, in addition to the anchor donation. But uh, definitely appreciate that one way or the other. Yeah. So having two Patreon, two patrons is better than none. Yeah. And it's better than one. So we got uh, Flady and Patrick as our cool. patrons. Awesome. And if you are. If you are interested in joining them and becoming our patrons and lording it over everyone, <laughs> uh, you can head over to Patreon forward slash Biggest Geekus and slap down some dough. Yep. Legion. We haven't. Um, hmm? Yeah. Legion. Legion. Charles Parth. Yeah. Go ahead, dude. I'm looking. We up. haven't uh, made any of the promised content yet. Well, we got to get done with that. But we will. Um. Hold on a second. Yeah, so it's good to see everybody. I am kind of tired. Um, a D&D direct stream. Uh, what is Malachi asking? Any talk about the D&D direct stream tonight? I don't know what that's about. Is that something? So D&D is direct, doing a direct stream somewhere? I saw Basic Expert did something on the VTT. They apparently released a VTT, and I... My radar on Watsy is slowly waning, guys. I'm getting to where, like, I just kind of don't even care, but uh, I probably should. I mean, they're still the big dog. There's no two ways about it. But the direct stream, I don't know exactly what that is, Malachi. Um, but um, what was that? Uh, Malachi asked if uh, any talk about the D&D direct stream tonight. I don't know what My that is. When we were eating, my uh, Jenny, my wife said uh, something about that. I don't, I, I, 
I know I know that they've got something going on. I thought it was okay. for later on. I was just saying I wasn't paying much attention. I probably should. Oh, here we go. Um, there was a stream about noon Eastern time, talked about the VTT, new books, some other lifestyle brand stuff, and announced the live action Dragon Lance series from Joe. They're Thank just trying you. they're just trying to maintain interest. Hey, there's a st- bunch of stuff that we don't have yet. I think it was the thing I was watching the video before I got halfway through by the basic expert where he was talking about the VTT. It looked pretty it looked pretty uh Oh, okay. Mr. Bovan says it's D&D Direct, a stream, not D&D Direct Stream. Gotcha. I don't um, get what the difference oh, is. Oh, Martinson linked me the video. Yeah, there was some comment about Minecraft and D&D, which sounded so weak. It wasn't even funny. Who gives a crap about Minecraft and D&D? That whole lifestyle brand thing, that's that's a thing. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no PCs in the game. <laughs> what? Malachi says, yeah, the basic, basic expert did talk about the VTT. No PCs at the gaming table. You know, you can use your computer if you want, but I don't know why you want to hide behind that thing. Um, um, yeah, you can enjoy playing Minecraft. I just don't I don't get the D&D. Is that supposed to, like, lure me in to play D&D or Minecraft? I guess. I mean, I just don't get it. Uh, it's like any other branding deal. That's basically all it is. It's a uh, branding deal. Yeah. Legion says, why are people excited about Joe Manganiello doing Dragonlance? Because he's a, a movie actor. Yeah, he's he's like Watsy, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. That, that wasn't a typo. What do you mean? Oh, what is it? Joe. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, guys. I woke up at like it wasn't quite 5 a.m. this morning. I'm telling a sob story here. And I couldn't go back to sleep. I thought I had enough sleep, about six hours. That's usually enough. And I thought I'd hit the gym. So I pumped myself up today. It was pretty good. And uh, got teaching, doing my thing. And about two o'clock in my last class, I just felt myself go, ooh. Crush. So I, I, may, I may miss more than a few things today. Yeah, I think you're right, Malachi. He's kind of like uh, Henry Cavill is to uh, 40K, but I mean. Except I Henry Cavill is actually manly. I don't know anything about Manjin. I don't know anything about no, I'm, I'm just playing off of what Legion says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dragonlance. Funny, funny. Um, Mr. Max, Mr. Max. Not Max of uh, Legion of Myth, but Mr. Max. Okay. He uh, he thought DL meant deadlift. Did this morning. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, but I was tired. I was, uh, had a good workout this morning, but I mean, I was tired. I'm adding a lot more cardio and trying to lose some of my fat butt. So it's feeling good. I'm feeling good deal. Good deal. All right. Um, so you didn't play this week, did you? No. Did I play no, this? no. No, I didn't play this past. I had the whole weekend off. I didn't do much or nothing. No play time for either one. Mm-hmm. Well, this week I'm off Thursday. Could play, but I'm getting some dental work done. Oh, so. dental boo. Yeah. But um, I am playing Saturday. Back in my, I'm playing, uh, what is that game? ICRPG with Ben. We got a handful of us over there playing. It'll be fun. 
Okay, cool. Um, yeah. He played Deadshot in the post-credit of Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. And he was in some magic uh, magic mic. He was in that. Yeah. Right. yeah that was interesting. You know, I've never really that a somewhat famous person is in our hobby or is a nerd has never really um, been of any. I don't really, I just never really cared about it. When it's, everybody was talking about what's his name? Vin, uh, Diesel. Vin Diesel. I was like, yeah. so, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I guess it's kind of, kind of all right. I uh, mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's a subjective thing. There's a yeah, lot of people who are like, oh, that's it. really cool. Oh, oh, oh. It takes a bit more to, um, get that reaction out of me. Yeah. Ask my wife. Yeah, Patrick Demo was, I was amused at Luke Gygax running a D&D game with Vince Vaughn in the big show. Yeah, I heard Venger talk about that. Venger Satanus was there too at the Gary Con. So, yeah. That is a con I would like to hit. I would like to get at there. At least when it's somebody that they can say a couple of sentences outside of their movies and not sound like a kook. Yeah. You know, or, you know, whatever. And Vince Vaughn, you, you, you can, uh, I've listened to some interviews with him and at least he's not a nutbag like a lot yeah. of these other, uh, and Vin Diesel, well, unless he's changed the only interview I ever heard Vin Diesel, he sounded like a complete nutbag, mm. full on actor. <laughs> and every, right. Right. And all the, all the, uh, stereotypes. So totally frou-frou everything. Mm-hmm. He came off really weak. Rumor had it. I think, uh, didn't, didn't The Rock not care for him much during the – what was those shows? Not the fabulous. Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the fabulous and the Furious. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Vince Vaughn seemed pretty cool, Mr. Bovan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. There's a couple others, but it's not very many. You get, uh, you get any of these – you get many of those actors talking, especially a few years ago, and then mm-hmm. they would they they would uh, fawn over folks that would later be found out to be pedos or yeah. or just creepers and stuff. And then but to be fair to them, know, it doesn't mean doesn't mean they know them. They just well, might like the, yeah, they might just like the work. Yeah, but they know. Oh, okay, okay. Hollywood's a small town, and everybody knows everybody. Especially the big producer types. That's what I'm talking about. Not just oh. some, not just some obscure actor. Right. You know the what's the guy's name? Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knew Weinstein, and everybody knew yes what he was about, and nobody said anything. Right. Yeah. Hey, Dark come up to my come up to my <laughs> hotel room. It's normal to come up to my hotel room at two in the morning to talk about your acting career. And there's some good names. People are dropping some people that seem like they're okay. Kurt Russell seems all right. Uh, Vaughn, Mel Gibson. I I like Mel. He's a little crazy at times. Kooky. He's hey, a bit of a Keanu Reeves seems pretty good, like a good dude. Darth says that Joe Meganella, Meganella claims he, he knows everyone that plays D&D in Hollywood and that if you don't play with him in Hollywood, you're not a real player. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, you old geek. I'm glad you showed up, buddy. Yeah, Keanu seems decent. He does. Good thing is, is he doesn't go around making speeches very much. So, <laughs> and you, sir, missed a movie. John Wick Four is excellent. Surprisingly so. I know you could, you had to work, but dude, it was good. 
surprisingly not woke at all. Well, not surprisingly. I'm not surprised. Keanu was, he probably told him to suck it. So well, that, that seems surprising. That does seem surprising. Robert Downey Jr. Downey. He, he doesn't seem like anybody that would even want to say the word Trump. Oh, Malachi is asking me for, to spoil the movie. Okay, so here's what happens. <laughs> no, Malachi says no spoilers. I won't. Well, a lot of a lot of people get shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to spoil it. I am not spoiling at all. Go see it though. Anybody likes a good action movie? It's awesome. So, lots of all right, more cool wickedude. Look at who is that? That is not the guy. Tyrell. Is that Tyrell of the clan Tyrell? I think so. Hey, what is up, sir? That's our homie from back in the day. Welcome to Biggest Geekus. Yeah, dude. Hanging out with us. Uh, Okay, cool. All right. It's our dude. Good dude. How you doing? That is awesome. It's always cool when a buddy of yours shows up to support you. Makes me want to cry. I'm going to hug his big butt next time I see him. Got that right. You're getting the Randy Uh, hug. You don't want to say that out loud very much. I'm saying it out loud. I'm hugging him. Don't hug him around the hips. Hug him (laughs) around, you know, shoulders. Right. Hug him like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's usually working. John is always working. He's a working man. Cool. All right. Anything else new in your neck of the woods, Joe? Not really. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's just not. Uh, working a lot. Um, my wife got some extra birds, and they're laying eggs, and she's sad because some of them haven't made it. But that's that's such is life. Some of them have, some of them haven't. Um Trying to get Biggie Comporium updated, which should be happening uh, anytime now. Let me see if I have a new update. Yeah. Uh, it's like things are happening over there now for real. The devs right, are so, to the place with stuff. Making it better. Making it cooler. Boom. Boom. Oh. Well, um, Come on there, Tex. I'm getting excited. Oh, no. There are things I want to talk about. Sucker. <laughs> Show us the sweet big geek emporiumness. Okay, this is the current site. Um, mm-hmm. No one can go there at the moment because it's uh, so there's some uh, background work being done to speed it up some. Once they got all the stuff in, it was really slow. So he just, I said, hey, it's kind of slow. Said, oh, yeah, I'll speed that up and they had to fix something to do with payments and he's doing a, another once over and we should be able to nice see this very soon maybe by the uh, end of the show That'd be all great. right cool i uh grabbed a free thing a free thing i can't speak i grabbed a free thing patty pa- patty's parlors mutants uh skirmish game oh yeah that was a sweet little thing. I was I would encourage everybody to get a look, give a look at that if you're into tabletop battles and stuff. Jumped on Patty's uh, paint stream. He's a good dude. I like him. Uh, I need to do that. Yeah, I chat with him a little bit when I can on Sunday. He is <laughs> one of uh, the Emporium's biggest uh, cheerleaders. 
Yeah. And I don't know if he's Patty's parlor is working with a guy. What is that channel? Uh, I can't think. I have to look it up. It's like they have two episodes in, but I would definitely check it out. There's some other guy that he's on a channel with. He might be a co-host for just a short bit. But the new site is looking good. I agree, Malachi. The new site looks great. I'm excited to see how it turns out. One of the biggest complaints has been uh, um, finding a particular thing on the sites kind of mm -hmm. difficult. Yeah. Um, so we've got the search bar right here in the middle. And if you move it, it pops up to the top. So when you scroll, there's still a search bar up here at the top. <laughs> um, oh, so cool. All right, Bruce, another another video. Cool. Good deal, about man. Dungeons and Delvers video. Is that a play video or is it um, um, more just a read-through type video? Yeah, Bruce Lombardo gets cool to know. doing some more Dungeons and Delvers, pimping out our boy, David Guill. Speaking of which, if I type in Delver. Yep. Anything happen? Delver. Nothing. It blows up. There we go. Oh, Savoir Fair. Yeah. The okay, game. Is still, he's still game. breaking it down. He's not sure yet. Still dissecting it. He's doing some of the sweet, sweet science. And I don't mean boxing. That's just just because you like knives, Bruce. <laughs> dissector. That's his superhero name, the Dissector. So, yeah. So, this is what it looks like when you hit a, hit a search. Um so we'll see how it goes if the if the um if the uh you know when it, i'm not i'm not really at the moment too sure how much i'm going to be able to make updates myself well, uh, hopefully once the the site uh, uh is up uh, the, the 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 developers will say hey this, this is how all these things work so that i can uh, add things later on. I agree with Bruce here. He says, I like it. I really do. Dungeons and Delvers is far superior to any big corporate game. Fair enough. Biggest corporatists. Dude, I got a couple things. And are you, are you done with big geek and poor me? You got more you want to chat about? Yeah, yeah, we're good. So I got a couple things in the mail today. This is an older thing. You remember this Joe? Don't you have? Oh yeah, I still have that. That's a kind of a, that's a pretty cool breakdown of the three, five engine. Uh, the guys who did this, Really jumped in there, and they made the characters, I think, pretty, uh, if you care, pretty fair in combat. And most importantly, aha, this came in, Scarlet Heroes and the Red Tide campaign book. So they go oh, to Oh, that's that. part of Scarlet Heroes, right? Yeah, that's, that's a setting Kevin Crawford made, suggesting you could use Scarlet Heroes. But, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm pumped about that guy. It's a pretty, pretty thin book, but you know what? It's really nice. It should be thin. So Bruce is talking about an alpha test that he uh, had on a live play oh. he did last Thursday. Is that uh, is the video for that on your site? Should take a look at it. Is it did a live you post live it, or did you put it behind a paywall like some folks do? Is it a live play of uh, the Dungeons and Delvers game? Yeah. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, we may actually do a live play at some point, but who knows? It's on his YouTube channel. We'll check it out. Good deal. Yep. Bruce is letting everybody know it's time for him to bathe. He must bathe. He's been stinky today. Now he's going to get cleansed. Yeah. If you don't know, he cleans up septic tanks for a living. Hey. 
Hey, it's good money. That's as a hard job. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll check it out, Bruce. All right, man. You want to dive into the first topic? Oh, oh, oh. He's talking about his thing. His thing. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it. um, Yeah, the one you've been talking about in your giant uh, three-ring binder you keep adding stuff to. Right on, sir. Must check it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go on to move on to our main topic. We're going to be talking about alignment tonight. Yep. Um, this isn't our first foray into this uh, hot topic. Um, I can't imagine so, YouTube channels related to D&D have talked about this at one time or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an obscure topic. Nobody likes alignment. Almost nobody talks about it, yeah. Well, I think nobody talks. If, if, nobody, if nobody talked about it, it would mainly be because people just do their own thing a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, and I don't want to go fully into depth into all the different alignment systems of the additions, but I will kind of hit the highlights if you want me to run through them. Yeah, go ahead. So in od d it was basically law, neutrality, and chaos. Um, and I mentioned before, it's been a while since I've read it, so people can correct me, which I'm sure they will. Um, it was made more to set up who's on teams and who you're fighting with because it was kind of a war gamey thing. And uh, eventually, I think it was the Holmes Basic that did the weird five alignment thing where they had, and weird, I'm just saying weird because it didn't seem to fit the other stuff, Uh, lawful good, lawful evil, neutral, chaotic good, and chaotic evil. For some reason, they picked those five. But then Beckme went ahead and went back to law, chaos, and neutrality. Um, Was it neutrality or was it unaligned? It says, well, in my notes, it says neutrality. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, I kind of agree with Yo Geek. He says alignment is mostly useful as a world building tool for DMs. I think that's sort of true. Um, I mean, he's not incorrect. I just don't know because you know that was my first question: is what is alignment for? <laughs> but right. Then, so, yeah. how, how tightly do you have your world's people aligned? So are most people unaligned or, you know, doesn't really matter, just the normal folk. And then all the, mon- then you have a bunch of monsters, some of which are evil as a part of their nature. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't, um, I waffle a little bit when it comes to alignment, its utility and such. I think I, I think I probably, joke about it more than anything meaning you know i don't think about it too too much or get too caught up in it um when I, I think it serves it's there's a good purpose for it for certain things mm-hmm. like the monsters that are have their essence as being evil right um and that sets them apart from everything that's just a beast Right. That that functions on instinct. And then people, um, it's hard to, it's hard to peg people. Really. Well, well, that's where Darth makes a comedy. He goes, I love alignment just because it adds more restrictions on your character. Most people today pick an alignment and don't follow it. I feel like most people, period. No, I don't want to say that. I think it's, if you, 
Back in the old AD&D days, when you get to the nine alignment system, the law, law, chaos, axis, good, evil, axis, neutral sitting in the center, and you get all those nine alignments, which I, I know everybody knows about. Um, I don't – early on, we used to fixate on it. You remember that, Joe? Oh, yeah. It was really a thing. And I would always in your alignment. Are you doing that, – that fits your alignment. And sometimes I think alignment hinders some things. Uh, I do agree. That's I think is a support to uh, Yield Geek. Charles Bar- Bartholomew Mortimer Norris III says alignment is important for my NPCs. It helps me play them out. Yeah, I think that's true. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a play guide. It's a good play guide for monsters and NPCs for the DM because uh, that way you don't have to necessarily spin up a unique personality for every single individual on the planet. Is it good for? Hmm, is it good for player or player characters? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you don't want. I mean, back in the old days, right? You would we would always do whatever's expedient, whatever's most useful for a character at the moment. We wouldn't think about what a character should do or what their worldview is. Um, it's. I think it's good for certain classes, certain types. Mm-hmm. So some types are tightly defined by their morals and ethics like a paladin yeah right and you can have that style of uh character in any kind of game it doesn't need to be just D, and you right. don't have to necessarily you can just have a, a code right a, a bullet point list of what this is what your code is and that's can that can be similar to alignment someone mentioned it earlier palladium has that bullet point thing mm-hmm. but uh something like a paladin or a cleric or something else that's um, tightly or tight, more or less tightly um, connected to their alignment. Other types of characters aren't as far as their profession, like a wizard. Mm-hmm. If a wizard decided to, you know, switch sides, is it going to impact them? Should it impact them in some mechanical way? Which it used to in first edition, you'd lose. It levels. used to, yeah. Yield Geek says it pretty well. So it helps define the basis of various cultures and societies, deities and laws, providing a framework for worlds, a foundation for how individuals of various persuasions might act accordingly. I'm pretty much past the whole punishing people for acting outside of their alignment. But uh, and, and I used to always say, I used to say what Max said here. He goes, I'm not a fan of alignments in general. However, I would never remove them from D&D. I think you can remove them from D&D. Um, in fact, there's times I, I wish that we would only from, I don't, and when I say remove them, I mean, I get a little annoyed and well, we're going to talk about this in a minute. I'll just say it right now. I hate alignment languages. I think they're ridiculous. Um, I also don't like, I hate the whole, the classic, you know, the paladin walks into a bar and just detects evil all over the place. Um, I think you could, I think you could say good and evil. I would like mo- most, most people are not, they have, you know, they do bad, not to bring in any kind of Christian uh, beliefs, but in terms of the D&D world, they're not fully, you know, super goody-goody all the time. Um, yeah, they're, uh, what are your convictions? How strongly yeah. do you adhere to them? So your alignment, how strongly do you adhere to it? Even if you have an alignment, if it's not important for your character's daily, or for a character's, um, if there's no impact for you for switching alignments or acting outside right. of your alignment. Yeah. But if somebody was that unpredictable, yeah, 
know, people have tendencies and they kind of stick close to them. But if, if, if you didn't know how a person was going to be, most people wouldn't want to hang around you if you were that unpredictable. Yeah, true. True. We don't don't really know people that are like that. Most people we know have tendencies and they're, they're pretty pretty predictable, really. I mean, I'm predictable. Um, So, so saying that that's what, that's why, uh, that's one way alignment can reflect, have some verisimilitude. So, and why you probably should um, have your character be consistent. So if you have something on your sheet, that's like a bullet point list of your character's personality traits and, and mm-hmm. ethos and all of that. It's a nice guide. You can stay close to it and not be a crazy person that no one mm-hmm. want to be around. I'm starring several comments guys. Cause there's some really good ones. Um, I, I just don't like it being used as a hammer from the DM's chair. And I don't mm-hmm. like it being abused from the player's chair, but I don't think most players that are adults will abuse it. I mean, you'll come, most players I know come in with a general idea. It doesn't mean that they might not make an exception one time. And like, I'm generally good, but I'm stealing this gym because I need the money. And that's quote unquote bad for sure. But in the D and D world, you know, good evil is a little more uh, precise, right? Stealing is, it is evil, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, but you people could have a weak moment. Um, I think I want to start with Legion. However, go ahead. Yes, do it first. I will say this: you yeah. can make those choices um, have a good, have a no impact or little impact. Or maybe there is a tangible thing. So if someone steals, maybe mm-hmm. there is a spirit that will whisper to them and try to draw them over to doing worse things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they, uh, some kind of a tempting spirit. And so, which is kind of real. Oh, yeah. You could, do, yeah. When, you, when, play off, you could play off the whole devil thing. We have a, we, we have a conscience. Yep. In the real world. Right. And, uh, the f- more you ignore it, the more it goes away, the le- and the, the the more serious things you may do down the line. Right. So you can you can do that in a game too, but you can have it be more um, supernatural. Is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I want to mention legions first here. And more of his, he said he hates alignment languages too, but he says different cultures define, define good. This leans to relativism. Yeah. And players rationalizing, rationalizing behavior. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that, that moral relativism, which is a shame because I know, I know Planescape has a lot of that, which is pretty bad. Um, I, I personally, I kind of disagree with Darth here. He says, in my opinion, Dark Sun would be a setting that could remove alignment just because survival is the name of the game. And sometimes just to survive, you have to do horrible things. Um, you could if think you of remove that. alignment, it's no longer horrible. It's just things. Yeah. It's I just mean, it's just choices. And you're welcome to do that. I, I, I would yeah. still call certain things. It's like I've used this example before, I think. In Walking Dead, the last episode I watched, I don't know what season it was, five, six. Rick, I think he was their leader. He's driving a car, and there's a guy waving at him on the road. He's being chased by a horde of zombies. They say, leave him, and they go go do their thing. When they come back, they see his backpack there, and that's it. 
and they slow down and pick it up and move on. And I was just like, I don't care for that kind of, I don't care for that. I hope should the poop ever hit the fan. I hope I never act like that. I shouldn't, I will be very disappointed in myself if I do. Right. That is not something that would be an, that's an evil thing to me, but that's Randy in the game. Eh, I don't know. Um, I think it's evil, but Patrick says this too, in almost every middle earth themed game, the alignment system has a mechanical impact on the game. Yeah. That sounds I guess because in Middle Earth, it's all about the shadow and the light, right? Well, you don't necessarily need to penalize the character as in you lose experience or level or anything like that, but uh -huh. you could have a corruption type thing going on. Sure. So um, if you're aligned to the side of good or, uh, or if you're aligned to the side of bad, either way, even if you're just a thug, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you are you have given your soul over to the darkness or whatever. You may be more apt to it because you are maybe pushing people's faces in for a living. But, um, yeah, a, a corruption element would probably be better than a an experience point, which is what D&D &D used to do, right? or your level, um, or losing all your class abilities. I mean, for a divine character, if you're a divinely powered character and you completely tell your divine uh, entity to pound sand, I'm going to, I'm going to go over to the dark side and right. have fun over there. They're probably going to take your powers away, especially yeah. your supernatural powers away for sure. Yeah. So it's more of a corruption mechanic. I believe Patrick's clarifying for that's what it is. Corruption, corruption. The game is bad. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's cool. You could have a corruption element. You could have a humanity type element where you become less you know, human. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, because I mean, like serial killers, they're barely human. Yeah, fair enough. They're missing all the, a lot of anything that really makes them human. <laughs> but in the game, do, do we want, so when we're getting to what, what you like now into alignment, would, would you, do you like the simplicity of simplicity relative term? But I think it is simple. The D and D alignment system, and that just things are what they are, and you got all the spells that are alignment based, and the languages. Do you think it? Do you like having every bit of that in the game, or you're like, yeah, it's fine? Oh, I think it's fine. It's easy to navigate, but I'm used to it as well. Yeah. Some other people might think it's all super restrictive, but yeah. most of the time, it's because people want to use the bad spells. Right, they yeah. want to use evil aligned spells sure. because sometimes they have really bad effects on the enemies, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, it says evil. I can't use it." Wah. Well, yeah. Then you know that's just the way it works. Um, lady says he likes the world of darkness, nature, demeanor with the willpower, virtue mechanic. Hmm. Okay, I don't know yeah, much. I'm about not familiar, but yeah, that's. I, that's I'm, I'm sure I've heard it because I've yeah. listened to a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, um, I hate when my brain does this to me. Mm -hmm. um, Legion of Myth has a lot of World of Darkness videos yeah. out, and I've listened to several of them. I know they've talked about how they do things, right? But I, you know, there's it's a big, it's a big chunk of information, and that's part. That's probably part of it. I didn't, I didn't keep. And this connects to Iron Man said earlier. I had it start. I hope I didn't lose it. Here it is. And this is, I have a question for everybody in the chat. It says, I never tell players what they can do or, or not do. If alignment matters for something, I rule the 
instance based upon how they have been acting. Usually lawful good will matter at times. So mm -hmm. Arn Man and everybody else, has anybody ever actually used an alignment chart that used to have one in the AD&D book? And they told you, you should track players' alignments. And the first implication that I got from it as a young player was, so I got to watch everything Joe's character says and does and just move his dot. He might he might flutter around lawful good and lead toward neutrality or lead toward lawful neutral. I mean, that was the feeling I got. Is is that something that um, people have done? Well, thank you, Red Shift. I hope you're talking about, he said, uh, he appreciates our store. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Legion of Mist says he uses the old AD&D 1E Dragonlance morality chart. Oh, hold on, dude. I'm going to grab that. I know what he's talking about. Right, right. Well, this is the thing, though. But how how much do you use it? So when you were saying everything they do, you don't necessarily mean everything they do. Right. You'd have to, because that would be, you'd be, how much are you actually going to right. do that accounting? Because it will start to take away from the other things that you have to take to, to keep track of. Max, do you are know you going to, would it be an end of session sort of deal? Or would right. it be every time, hey, what are you doing? Oh, really? Is that what you do? Are you sure? Mm, okay. Right and then you take out you take out your clipboard and go. <laughs> right. Do you keep track of it that way? Or is it in a general? In a general. Thing? Because, because I know what that's a lot about. of tracking. 114. I found it. Sorry, guys. This is riveting YouTube. It was near the end. I should have known that. Where all the other charts are. So, um, yeah, it's this guy, the tracker at the top. Let me not let me not knock my T over. Um, oh, I tracker. don't remember that one. Yeah, that's it was, from it was Dragonlance. Dragonlance. Oh, what? yeah, 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 Dragonlance. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me read this to, to take from uh, what uh, Legion said. DM should use this chart to keep track of each player's character's alignment as determined by his actions. A player character's initial position on this chart is the midpoint of, of the professed alignment. So you have transition phases between, oh, it's just good, evil, and neutral. It's not all the variations. Right. Actions that are contrary to the character's professed align alignment shift it. The DM must determine the number of boxes to shift in each case. Ooh, that's weird. Our past uh, Transitions are passed when a character's actions dictate a change in alignment. Okay, so once you have these graying areas here, these are the transition areas, and it just basically are the good, evil. That's a that's an interesting. Um, so 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 if an evil person becomes good, mm -hmm. then you could lose a level. Yeah, you know, in the general yeah. sense of how, the how sense these of things work. Yeah, yeah. So normally you would think re redemption is good. So an evil person being redeemed and becoming a good guy, that's, I mean, if you are an anti-paladin, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you would lose all that because, you know, you're turning your back on the dark gods. You're lucky if they don't, you know, rip your soul out of your body and and uh, do all kinds of other nasty stuff to you. Yeah. But at the very least, you're going to lose your anti-paladin hood. Allegiance says everything's too absolute, but I do reference that for any major action. It doesn't take that long. Yeah, so just a major action. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. 
it seems that Armin says it's almost always a specific instance that will move their alignment. So you're looking for one action that would change it. I just remember it or will make a note in my DM journal. They will have an opportunity to do penance for religious reasons. But you're not assuming that all, all alignments, I mean, not every character has to do penance, right? If you're a thief and you shift from neutral to neutral evil or from neutral to chaotic neutral, who cares, right? Yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, like I said, for things that are based for classes or professions or whatever the character, the system uses, if it's tightly bound to an uh, like an honor type thing or right. like with a paladin, you being a good guy, or with your cleric following that particular deity's thing and adhering to the alignment of that deity, however close you're supposed to, those things I can see impacting your class abilities. None of the other stuff. I th and I still think it's, like I said earlier, it's better just to have some kind of corruption mechanic. Um, Hackmaster has an honor mechanic, which is basically uh, ends up being more of a popularity thing. The more honorable, the more honor you have, the more pop, the more fame you have. Unless that's a different thing too. But I think honor is is the same thing as I think it's a fame type thing. And Cal makes a good point. Like Conan, the character may not care. To hell with you, Grom. He said that. Yeah. Um, right. And but, our man makes but, a good point too. Most alignments only matter for lawful good. Probably. I mean, how do you think about? What would you? How would you shift a character from neutral to chaotic neutral? Would you? I, I'm not a huge fan of the nine point alignment system anyway. Yeah, that's there. That's a little bit too too um, odd. I'm, I I like Palladiums better. At least in those alignments, they're very well defined and they're not really all that close. Yeah. Um, I mean, lawful good, chaotic good, neutral good. You're still a good guy. Mm -hmm. Lawful good guy. Mm -hmm. has to adhere to you know some standards correct apart from just being good you know order being orderly as well right which is odd because most people are orderly they most are. people want order it's okay. not like you have a bunch of chaotic people who you know who jump out their window because you know it's too it's that's what the chaotic person would do well mr bovan said earlier most people are lawful neutral they support the current thing that's probably true yeah yeah they um, like order, but but as far as anything else goes, they you know they just follow trends. Now, Boivin is a now he's a he's a he's a trailblazer. He says, "I know the alignment of the characters, and it is not necessarily what is on their sheet. Alignment mostly come into play in higher levels, and the players can sometimes be surprised." How would you feel about that, Joe? If I tracked your alignment and said, "This is what you are," and don't tell you to your fourteenth level, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> There's no way you'd be able to surprise me. I <laughs> so, mean, that's Randy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, um, I'm pretty consistent. So it's yeah. not like I'm going to be um, um, not murdering people unless my character is evil. But I don't play evil a lot. I usually play the good guy. And yeah. um, I don't know if I have this. Bruce says, Damn it, Joe and Randy, you should open up your 32-panel DM screen from Hackmaster 4th Edition and see the alignment and honor tracker. I really should, and I should memorize it, but I probably won't. They do have honor and alignment in there, and they are tracked. You start out with uh, – you can have a fair, uh, okay honor starting at first level if you roll really good on your background stuff, like you're the first, you're, you're firstborn, 
uh, rich parents and all this stuff, you can your honor can be okay. <laughs> oh, Patrick, how oh, this is funny. Patrick Demo says, also Hackmaster, casting a breast-growing spell on a dude, that dude loses D8 honor. Take that, trans community. <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, Patty's in the house. Oh, I was just saying how much uh, Patty uh, is our cheerleader. Hey, how, uh, hey, howdy. Handsome saviors of TTRPGs and games. <laughs> Thank That's you. us. <laughs> the saviors the of Savoir. Hope Flady sticks around later because uh, i got some news for Flady. Redshift says, oh, oh, looks up. T-shirts in the house. That's cool. We got the. Yeah. Please visit all these folks here that have their own channel. Um, Mr. Max Wavan, T-shirted, Bruce, um, um, Patty. Of course. Um, Patty. Um, Legion. Legion. Who else? Bruce. Did you say Bruce? I said Bruce. Hey, oh, and because he's in here a lot, uh, we'll we'll, uh, pimp out DVR's channel as well. Absolutely. DVR, the scam baiter. I have a question for Patty. What is the name of that new? I think it's a new channel. You're you're co-hosting with somebody else. It's got kind of a offbeat name. I'd like to plug that one. I got it saved now. I want to watch it. So, was it just you? Were you just visiting? I can't remember the name. Maybe Patty can share it. Maybe it's not a maybe it's not a consistent YouTube thing or a podcast. So ah. Savage Brewski. Yeah. Brewski as in drinks, right? Is that is that a podcast you're gonna be a part of from here to forward? <laughs> so do you set do you savagely savagely imbibe? <laughs> oh, just a just a guest. Well, I will still check them out. Um look like Cal says we should be called the satyrs of TTRPG. I don't know, dude. <laughs> so mm. probably not. Um, no, we're not pimps. No, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's pretty much a, that's a satyrs, pretty pimpish. Yeah. So, and we concluded. I don't like the idea of alignment changes having the old school type of uh, mechanical effects on people. Um, but I do like if we had a corruption mechanic, I wouldn't. Yeah. Instead of telling your players, you can't do that because you're a good guy. Mm-hmm. You say, okay. Yep. And then you make notes. Yep. And uh, I know that there's probably corruption mechanics all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to come up with something whole cloth. You can just insert that into D and D. Uh, and you, I mean, some classes still need to have strict, uh, strict codes like paladins and clerics. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, what do you think about this? Let's say you're an assassin. You're in an assassin's guild. You're all evil assassins murdering people all the time. And then somebody in the assassin's guild finds out that this other, this, that you, the assassin, you're, you're helping old ladies across the street and you're, you know, donating money to charities and, and, um, You've rescued uh, princesses and puppies. All of this stuff, <laughs> and and you know you're in danger of becoming good. What are they going to do? <laughs> I will, mean, will you all of a sudden become become good, and so you can't be an assassin anymore? I mean, I mean, um, 
some versions of D&D require you to be evil. Um, so if you assassinate, you're evil. And, and I think in, was it was it Pathfinder or was it third edition? They relaxed, um, let's say, the Rangers' um, favorite yeah, enemies. I think it was third edition. They, well, you, yeah. If you, you could only, you could take human, but you'd have to be evil. Right. I think that got kind of relaxed. Um, Bruce made a good point, maybe. Actually, Joe and Randy are in modern parlance brokers. In the 1800s, they would literally be called pimps. Is that true? <laughs> I don't like that. I'm not like being a broker, but hey. Um, I don't doubt it. Words change drastically in their in their um, in their meaning over the years. Some words, not all words. I mean, uh, water still means water. Joe would love this rule. You cast an arcane spell, one point of corruption per spell level. Perfect. Okay, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're getting bounced for that. <laughs> oh man, Ban, Banhammer's coming out. <laughs> Yeah, this is right. coming. This is, yep. So assassinations. So if you assassinate someone who's evil, you assassinate an assassin or mm -hmm. whatever, or some other kind of evil person, does that an evil act? Hmm. That's certainly a matter of discussion. Um, whole, it'd be a, that's a philosophical the whole, discussion. The whole go back in time and kill Hitler thing? Well, most of the time, it's like if you went back in time and you were in this uh, in front of this crib and Hitler's, you know, little little baby, would you kill a little baby? I would not. And, no, you could, you know, take the baby out of that environment, and there's no more Hitler that in that sense of the word. But, yes, you're correct, Darth. He said, if you're playing D and D three five, there's a corruption mechanic. I believe in the Book of Vile Darkness. And in the Star Wars D20, there's also a corruption mechanic with the dark side points. Yes, I actually yeah. like that. I uh, think that's better in, in a lot of ways than just mere, merely an alignment and a restrictive kind of you can't do that or or on the when players are abusing it. Um, that's what my character would do. Oh, I do not, Patrick. Patrick Demo says that reminds me. Does anyone remember that holy assassin class from the Book of Exalted Deeds? Ah, yeah, but Blavan's bringing some one ones, some good questions. Oh, I don't remember that one. What matters most, the actions or the intentions between the actions? We're behind. behind well, it. some actions are, are, you know, per se are, I mean, some actions are evil just because they are, like rape and murder. Yeah. Those aren't any good. Just killing, killing someone isn't necessarily murder. But what if you rape a rapist? <laughs> Same question. <laughs> as I mean, they get what they get, but it, the person who does it has still done something wrong. I agree. I would yeah. say I would say the same property would say that's true. Logic would say, yeah, that's still true. So yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The holy assassin's interesting. I, I think I, I don't like that. I don't just like honestly, people, I know they're gonna get people are gonna like it. I hate the white necromancer. They claim I'm this good necromancer. I just raise skeletons and zombies because they're just, I don't You're know. You're just flesh. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, well, right? well it's a cultural thing, too, you know, with uh, yes, with know. graveyards. Yeah. They are, in many cultures, holy places. They're sanctified um, for one reason or another. Don't need to get into that, but that's what they are. Mm-hmm. 
So messing around with dead the dead bodies is going to it's not going to fly with most cultures. No. Not there's some that it will, but most cultures it won't. Yeah. Well, the questions come up and I think someone has tried to answer it, but red shift says, has anyone actually used alignment languages from BX? I will extend that to alignment languages at all. I have rarely, if ever, even considered them since our early, early days of D&D. I, um, I will have to say I find them to be ridiculous. And I've heard a lot of explanations. Are we getting off into some other... Have, yeah, we're getting into some philosophy land here. Ignorant, insane, uh, uh, unaware of the morality. Still evil. Sure. So, I so, mean, so let's. Uh, that's getting into like okay, bugbears, or mm-hmm. or uh, umber hulks, or um, land sharks. What are those? The land shark guys. Can't remember the name of it. A bullet, right? That's just a beast. Yeah. A, um, the beast, when a beast type thing, like a um, land shark, they're just they just want to eat you because you know they're hungry. Yeah. And that's what they do. Yeah. Um. So would that would that so maybe that would be to Patty's question would would a bullet then be evil if it kills someone for no other reason? Probably not. Probably not. That wouldn't be an evil action. So if you're, let's say, um, mentally deficient in some way or another. Right. And to you, it is, it, it's getting philosophical. I don't know. Yeah. It's- uh, whether or not um, a person is aware somehow that a particular action is bad from the point of view of the victim Um. I don't even know how much we want to deal with that in our games. No. And you're getting closer to some relativism. Um, Bruce says, don't let anybody play my game when I set it in Holofaust, the scarred land city of white necromancers and surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. They're not white necromancers. They're just, they're evil necromancers. Let me play in that game and I'll straighten those guys out. My pal will come in and say, you are evil. Right. So you could say from the point of view of, demons and devils they're just doing what they do it's not bad it's not evil yep it's just what they do yep. which is what i i'd, I'd rather just skip that if that's well, what you yeah. want to do in your game yeah fine but um the the purpose of having those sorts of creatures in a game is usually to embody evil anyway yeah so if they're just another creature i mean who cares yeah. One of the things that the demons are for is embodying evil, providing a source of temptation uh, for the bad guys in your in your um, campaign world, so they can lend them power or whatever. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess with people with like low IQ or inability to distinguish good between evil, as Patty said, I mean, the act is still bad, but yeah. maybe they're not yeah. responsible. Yes, T-shirted, if the Bulette tortured people's families and sold their children mm-hmm. into slavery, that would make it evil. Sure. I agree. But the Bulette's not likely going to do that. It's likely going to eat the whole family because they taste good to the Bulette. 
And Martin's going to ask a very important question. He says, that Randy, why do they have to be white? So that makes them evil? <laughs> the white necromancers. <laughs> yes, it does. Just ask most people that are leaning away from our podcast. What is up, neighbor the beast? Hey, hey, hey. This guy should know He's about gonna it. He's going to know. Yes. He lives right next to uh, the yes. embodiment of evil, so he should have seen lots of examples of it. You know, I, I still want to get back to Redshift's question because I, I think this alignment languages thing is interesting. I'm looking it's at it's stupid. It's really stupid. I do, but here's what they say. This is from the D and D Dungeons and Dragons Basic Rules page B11. Each alignment has a secret language of passwords, hand signals, and other body motions. Player characters and intelligent monsters will always know their alignment language. They will also recognize when another alignment language is being spoken, but will not understand it. Alignment languages are not written down, nor may they be learned unless a character changes alignment. When this happens, the character forgets the old alignment language and starts using the new one. The only way to that describe was a game, thing, That was a gamey thing. Yeah, that, that was, you would say that that's... Um, I would say that that's a magical thing. Yeah. Because that's not how languages work. <laughs> and you know, just be. Look at the name of the beast said. Has I answered your question, Joe? Yeah. He's <laughs> happy with your progress. Oh, man. Oh. Thanks. Got to repent. I always like to know, you know, where I stand with, with the beast. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care for any of that. No, I just don't see, I don't even, I don't see the point of it, no matter how much they, they massage it and stuff. Um, I, I think alignment language are, are just weak sauce. I mean, they're just well, they're weird. They're just weird. They don't make any sense. The most generous way I've heard it put is that it facilitates being able to communicate in the dungeon with the, the um, good monsters if you're good. You know, so you don't necessarily have to kill them just because you can't talk to them. Yeah. Uh, Bruce at Dick's Division makes a good question. Says makes a good statement. He says, "At biggest geekus in a post paranoia RPG age, where everybody's suspicious of everybody else, the alignment language sounds like a secret society thing." Yeah, that can happen. Oh sure, coded language. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think Mr. Boivin's proposing a reasonable idea: a spiritual connection. Yeah, yeah magical. Yeah, it would have to be magical. It would have to be you have something to consider it magical. That. It might be interesting to have. It would be better. Alignment language is kind of weird. Now, the 1E D&D guy, the Dungeon Master's Guide, says this on page 24. Again, I'm I'm quoting this from a website, not Reddit. What was it, Joe? It's a pretty good website. Giants. Giants in the Playground? Yeah, Giants in the Playground. Anyway, uh, and someone someone responded, and they're quoting this, so I'm assuming it's true. Alignment language is a handy game tool which is not unjustifiable in real terms. Then it goes on, consider medieval Catholic Church, which used Latin as a common recognition and communication, blah, blah, blah. Sets of signals and gestures. Here's They come up with something. Alignment languages are never flaunted in public. They're not used as salutations or interrogatives if the speaker is uncertain of the alignment of those addressed. Furthermore, Alignment languages are limited vocabulary, deal with the ethos of the alignment in general, so lengthy discussion discussion of varying subjects cannot be conducted in such tongues. That might be a possible thing, but I still don't like it. I don't like to think of alignment as that concrete. I, I don't I don't think that that passage you read is mm -hmm. consistent or coherent. I like the last part, though. 
that it could be a limited thing. And I like it, meaning if we have to use it, that's what it would be. So you don't say, how was your day in alignment tongue? So if you don't have it interrogative, if you don't have greetings, if you don't have the other things that it was saying it doesn't have, mm-hmm. it has no purpose. Because are you just going to walk? Do you just walk up to somebody and start talking about your ethos? Right. It's just weird. Without saying, yo, dude, what's up? And its comparison to Latin is silly because Latin is an actual language that people spoke and it was written down. So comparing it to that is kind of silly. I mean, and hand signals, fine. I can understand nonverbal, but um, a key ren. Right. Kieran is a, a a good creature, magical horse-like creature, of magical horse-like creature, and a paladin, right? They don't have a common spoken language, which wouldn't work out because Kieran's are highly intelligent, probably speak common. But let's say they didn't, right? And the paladin was wasn't too bright and only spoke common. So, you're telling me, well, on that world and that in that situation. On a particular mm-hmm. game world, it's mm-hmm. possible, but that the key Ren works um, closely enough with the, the deities because it's a divine creature that it might understand certain nonverbal um, gestures. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But um, are there good creatures? There are. There, what about a storm giant? Mm-hmm. Right. Storm giants can be good, right? They can be. Yep. Um, not cloud. Cloud giants are cloud half, half. I think storm giants by default are, depending on the version of the game you play. Right. They're not divinely connected, and they don't necessarily speak common. So in the same situation, I, I, I dumped Kirin because Kirins are actually a divine creatures, right? If yeah. I remember correctly. So yeah. they probably communicate. Yeah, so that wouldn't make... Yeah. That's um, not as good of an example, but say a, a cloud giant. Good creature. That doesn't necessarily speak common. Paladin, good. Doesn't it does speak common? They don't have a, a common language. The giants' culture is going to be so different; they may not understand any of your nonverbal communication. Correct. Just because you're, I mean, how you have to be taught that nonverbal. You have to get used to that. Um, and what is a good nonverbal communication? Good, a, a good thing, a good thing that you can communicate non-verbally that anybody could understand. It has to be magical. It would have to be that. So there's no way to really explain it in earthly terms, in Mm -hmm. real world terms, because we don't have anything like that. Mr. Bovan says the fact that your alignment change, you forget your current alignment language and learn the other is silly. Latin can speak Hebrew. That's basically it, yeah. Yeah, it's silly. It's a silly concept. It's a it's a hand wavy thing, so yeah. that you don't necessarily kill your buddies in the dungeon. But yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was for. I mean, initially, I always thought it was more of a an OD and D. It was to group the proper. You know, elves are going to hang out with other good characters or lawful characters. I think they were lawful initially. I think elves were lawful in the OD and D game. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, Martinson, I'm not sure what this question is. What about speaking giant? What oh, if you don't, like, how what many people don't? speak giant? You probably yeah. most people don't speak giant. Yeah. Most good people won't speak giant. 
I would think most hill giants doesn't speak giant very well. (laughs) (laughs) They may not speak. They grunt. Yeah, you can, Darth. I mean, Darth says just always thought of as as magical. Only those people can understand, sure. Honestly, for me, they're out. I haven't used them in the game since the early days. I can't get past how silly they are. I can't even think, other than the spiritual connection, kind of a gut feeling that this dude is probably good like me, which seems kind of cheesy. Um, I don't know how you could even interpret them so they're worthwhile in the game. Not for me. I can't think of a way. So, no, but about, I guess you could say that if you're if you're a good person, uh, you might, well, you're not necessarily going to just let people roll over you. So I was going to say, Someone puts up their hands. Hey, I'm just, I'm peaceful. I don't mean any harm. Hey, lawful neutral here. That would be something you could do. Booga booga. Lawful neutral. You understand, right? right? (laughs) Nonverbal. You're not trying, you're not threatening. You're going to run away first. There's some things you can do so that somebody who's not, not, uh, if you both are good people, Mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to shoot somebody in the back that's running away from you who hasn't hurt you. And if you're evil, you may not even care. Um, that they do speak your alignment language. Don't care. Yeah. Want your yeah, Come here. Come here. Come here. Let's talk about evil. Let's talk about evil. Hey, <laughs> that's a nice ring you got there. Yeah. You know what would be, what would be really evil is if I cut your throat like that for your ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Our man's got the right of it, in my opinion. He said that because he played OD&D in the beginning. We ignored alignment language. We just thought it was stupid. And I think I agree. You could go from the other um side on this like okay. a couple people say i always just thought of it as magical so sure. if if what you do instead of say this doesn't make sense i'm throwing it out you say what's the implications of this yeah in this world uh there's such a thing as an alignment language and this is what happens i'm not saying you have to write it all down you once you've played it out a bit you might be able to figure out some cool things about your world because there is such a thing as alignment languages you might be able to have temples to a, a god that anybody could visit and be okay, no matter what they're, whether they're even literate. Because if you are good, but you're illiterate, you can still understand that um, maybe that you can go to that temple and still get gain benefit from it. You don't necessarily even have to understand language because everybody is good there. And you you can communicate and get along and not have any problems, right? Uh, so Patrick, you can you might just say this is what the way the world is. Whether oh, it's I mean yeah, there's a lot of things about D and D that are kind of silly. Oh, for sure. Big face people. <laughs> Patrick Demo, oh my lord, I'm about to, I'm able to drink things. I can hold down water. I'm on the mend. Bless the healing power of Vegas Geekas, dude. If you pay us. We can heal you. <laughs> you know what happens a lot of times? <laughs> um, I don't know. When my wife is using a computer, yeah, she'll have all kinds of problems with it, and mm-hmm. I just walk in the room, and the problem goes away. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's just and that's just half of us. When we're both together, we better quit it. We're going to get in dangerous guys. There he is here. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't care if people, if they play with it, it is part of the game. Um, Alignment in general, um, people like to brag about the Palladium alignment system. Um, Let me do a little 
quick present so here. With, without getting into the nitty gritty, um, mm -hmm. essentially they have a set of alignments, mm -hmm. and each alignment says you may or you may not, something like that. Always, yeah, yeah always keep his word, principled character. And then they all they generally have some sort of example that you can yeah you can uh look at and say, Oh yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Yep. Let's see if you go down here. I saw one time where was it them? Someone else on a different website gave like example of comic book characters that would fit each one of the palladium alignments. I, I don't know where where it's at though. But I do like the detail. It gives a code for what is that? It's a code. Principle. That's easy to do. Yeah. Scrupulous. But to me, I don't think in Rifts or Palladium you lose anything if you don't follow your code, do you? I, I don't know. I, I need to read that. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. I, I just don't know. In general, I guess I would like alignment to be simplified. I like the idea of heroic characters, more mercenary, and then villainous. That's kind of all that I need to go on. And we could bring in the flavors in our description. We follow an order, an order path to, to, to prosperity. So they could be a group of lawful goods in, in that sense. And we don't believe it. We believe in personal freedom above all other things. No, Patty. So Patty's parlor asked, so do alignment rules make or break a system for you? No, it depends on how tightly it is involved in the system. If you can't easily just ignore it, it or, might be. If it's cool like corruption, if it's a thing that really feels yeah, like yeah. it's a real thing. <laughs> What's Bruce doing? Appliance healers, Bruce and Dick's divisions. Come and bring your faulty rainbow vacuum to Joe and Randy. They will pray over it and tap it with the sacred screwdriver. And when it's returned to your home, it will work. I feel like I feel like that's a shot at us. <laughs> Is it considering I'm too tired? The rainbow vacuum, yeah, I know that's sacred screwdriver. He might there might be some double entendres going on in there yeah. somewhere. No, no, but to fully answer Patty's question, no, I, I could play it. Would have to be it would have to be so pervasive in a system that I couldn't get away from it, like Joe said. If it was like you lose XP if you act this way, I'd be like, nah, I'm not doing that. Or if it said, you know. If you, have, if you do these things, it'll give you these points and make you lean toward the dark side. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It could that's, probably, that's better. It could I think that's more interesting. Because, so, Star Wars. Yeah. You had Luke Skywalker, and you had... Um, Darth Vader. Well, they didn't travel together. Oh, no. Until the that's very they end when... They Darth walked in the hallway died. and thought, yeah. Right. Han Solo... Uh, Leia, and for a short while, um, Obi-Wan, right? So they all traveled together. They they weren't all precisely the same type of person. They all were slightly different. Yes. But they still were able to, they had little, you know, small, very small time conflicts. Yeah. Um, but so you don't necessarily, you could have, you could have that we're on the side of light and it all be slightly different, mm -hmm. but you could also have that palladium mm -hmm alignment thing which would cover all those bases very easily yeah um and then you could still even have a corruption mechanic in there where uh when when um your character decided you know to do something underhanded you maybe you give them a little dark side point or a point of corruption or however you work it out it would 
it, it would probably be, um, you probably have to weigh it out to see how, how bad of an infraction it would be for you to get a point of corruption and what that means in a system. So if a point of corruption might taint, I said taint, might taint your character Drink. in such a way. Oh, that's the wrong, that's the wrong thing. Drink. Might, Drink. It might taint your character in such a way that you may not be able to enter holy spaces and you might have to atone to be able to do that. And it might come into play later on uh, in a campaign where you did something a little underhanded and your character had a little touch of darkness mm-hmm. and in order for you to proceed in the in the uh, story of your campaign yeah it would provide extra coolness to do that atonement it might be an adventure or whatever <laughs> so uh, i think it's more interesting than just merely having lawful good on your sheet duncan bradley asked a question i'm not sure what he means who's the more foolish is that between me and Joe, or are you talking about something else? Did we miss something? It's probably in the... Yeah. yeah um, who knows? Yeah, Dorothea expands what you said. Han Solo was a cheat smuggler and a scoundrel, not the heroic type at all, but due to the influence of Luke, he became a better person. I think he became more committed. And Leia. And Leia. Yeah. And I think he became more committed. I, I didn't see him, even in the beginning, even as a young guy when I first saw Star Wars, I did not see him as a bad guy. Not no, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he was, um, if you were going oh. to use a, a more D&D type alignment, he would be unaligned or neutral. The fool or the fool who follows, right. That's the, I believe, Malachi is trying to help Duncan. I believe that's what he's saying. I must have missed something along the way. I'm sure that I did because we got some pimps out here commenting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for my money, um, yeah. Oh. That's what he said. Oh, Duncan Bradley knows the Star Wars. Who's more foolish? And they did some space travel, and there's some off-screen. They they probably had some Mm off-screen conversations, and then Obi Wan was an influence as well. Yeah, and Leia was, even though Leia's um, initial influence was more. He was hot for her, right? So he was willing to go along, but then was. He went along long enough to be positively influenced by the folks around him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't catch the Star Wars things, but I appreciate Malachi and uh, Duncan Bradley trying to help me out. Yes. So, but in the end, for me, don't need alignment. I would. <laughs> What's Bruce saying? We aren't pimps. He's talking about, he, yeah, we aren't pushing a wonderful website marketplace. <laughs> right. True. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and Simplo, says Mr. Blotman. Oh, geez. That word. You know there's a name for, you know there's a, a name for women simps now? You know what the simp term is, don't you, Joe? Uh, the simp is the dude. I don't think it's the Right. Woman. But there, no, right. But there's a, there's a term for, is it a sink? Does anyone know for a woman that, I don't, I don't know how... I've never met a woman that would simp. Not for me. <laughs> so I don't, know. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Other guys may be more savvy. Maybe it could be that simp is a um, agender. Could be applied to either. But I'm for the most part, I've seen it applied to dudes who are simping yeah. for somebody. Someone said sink. I don't know. I don't. 
maybe I'm maybe I'm confused. I don't know what it is. Could be. Oh, there it is. Single income, no kids. That's a sink. Okay. Double so seven. All right, cool. Excellent, Patty. Now I think it's different between getting along. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a hip on all that stuff. Oh no, Patrick, dude. I can't put that up. <laughs> you will have to come to our site here on YouTube <laughs> you have and have to uh, watch the uh, watch the video and see the live chat to get that one. Yeah, yeah. it's at the one sixteen mark. <laughs> one hour sixteen minutes in. Yeah, that's <laughs> hardcore, Patrick. Laying it down. Malachi says simps for no woman. Patty only mm -hmm. simps for his wife who simps for him, which is cool. We are. Team is the ideal. Oh, it's Patrick true. Patrick said he didn't make it up. Really? Okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Patty says, wait, where else do you guys stream? <laughs> Wouldn't Not us. like to know. Hey, I'm learning as much as you are, Patty. I never I didn't know any of that. I thought I didn't know what I thought it was. Yeah. I don't think Patty means that. He'll he'll change his mind. Him and his wife will love each other and do what they should. So um <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So back to alignment. Back yeah. to the clean world. Back to alignment. Uh, um, no. So no, we have decided for everyone, <laughs> don't for use the them. entire hobby, <laughs> alignment languages be stupid. Don't do no, that. Don't use them. You can use alignment if you do it the way we tell you. Other than that, I know some folks like raw, and they're like, "This is the way it's written. I'm going to do it as Guy Gax intended." Man, do it as Guy Gax intended. intended. Yeah, I wonder how much he used alignment languages. I bet never. Well, you know, there's all kinds of examples of him saying that he has his own way of doing things that aren't necessarily the things that are in the books. So yeah. I don't know why anybody thinks that rules as written is, is, is a thing that everyone must do or it is. No, thing. It's, I, I do think it's a thing you can do if you want to play that way, but it's not a must. Rules as written is hard to play though. in almost any game. <gasps> Jack the 71st is he he's trying to seg us do you want to tell some people what to do I feel like we're done with alignment what do you think I mean fully oh, we are kind of done with it alignment's over we're done with alignment yeah we're done with alignment languages for sure yeah that, that'd be stupid and we're done with alignment till we get desperate for more topics and Jack the 71st tells you subscribe because we're about to talk about Hyperborea yes uh, subscribe um, hit the thumbs up comment Follow. All depends on the medium you're hearing us or watching us at. But thumbs up, hit that subscribe. You head on over to um, uh, what's that place? That place that's not an actual place. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at biggest or at Big Geek Emporium. You can't follow Biggest Geekus anymore because they still haven't. It's been almost. Is, has it been a year oh, since? Um, it's so offensive, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I said tarred. You said the I word that tarred. So not be named. I don't know. Dude. I don't know what I'm going to do with you. All you ever do is you say offensive words to the poor little Twitters. How, how long has Elon uh, owned Twitter? Has it been a year yet? 
Yeah, it's, I don't know. No clue. It's getting it's getting to be a year, and he still hasn't come up off of that suspension for biggest geekest. Uh, Patrick says he's keeping my copy of Hyperborea. No, no, he says he's going to get one for himself. He's borrowed mine. I've been reading my PDF. Where are the alignments in that book? I don't know. I've been reading. I'm about two thirds. I'm about three quarters more than that. I'm eighty two percent according to my iPad through the Hyperborea. Right. Hey, before we really get yeah. into Hyperborea, also, uh, if you haven't yet, head on over to Patreon do it. and become a patron. Yeah. Um, you can hit us, up, hit us up for a dollar or five or ten. It's all described there, Patreon forward slash Biggest Geekus, if you so desire. Um, and uh, no judgment. If you if you don't want to support us financially, you just want to come here and laugh with us, that's cool, too. Absolutely. Look at me jump around. I'm jumping to the alignment system there because Mr. Jack the 71st said it. Oh, yeah, it's the big five. That's what it was. It's the big five. The lawful good, the chaotic good, lawful evil, chaotic evil neutral. Okay. So, Legion of Myth, did you appeal the suspension? I did. Um, if um, if no, you have to appeal it. I did. If yes, you may have to do what I did and at Twitter from another account with the issue. I did that, too. Yeah. I think a couple people did. Hmm. I added them from the Big Geek Emporium account or maybe my uh, personal account. So, yeah. I think Boivin's making fun of me and my fractional interpretation. It was 82% according to my iPad, which we all know that Apple products don't make mistakes and are better than all other machines. Uh, 82 What I, I missed that. What do you mean? 82%? <laughs> I've read 82% of the player's manual. Oh, 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 gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to start a little early um, with this hype. We're going to do kind of a Hyperborea campaign report. Um, your long weekend, Joe. How far away from away from your long weekend? Um, next weekend, not this one coming up. And I believe we're going to be starting it next weekend. We're going to be playing. Uh, we got to get some people. Since he's on here, we need to have Mr. Patrick Demo in the game. Um, and several folks have made the comment. Uh, Red Shiv says it's a very nicely constructed book. PDF doesn't quite convey it. That's a fact. It is a beautiful book. I very much like it. Um, uh, yes, Mr. Boivin, that is correct. 82% is close within a plus or minus epsilon. An epsilon. Enough. For an epsilon, yeah. De define enough, but I agree with you. <laughs> that sounds like moral relativism to me. Oh, it's epsilon, baby. That's what close means. Find some epsilon greater than zero such that there's a delta. I'll make this up. Um, oh, Darth. I, got, I can't believe he said Apple products are crappy. I'm using one right now. Were they ever truly state-of-the-art, like folks say? I think it's gone back and forth. Sometimes There was a time when Microsoft products were the king of the hill, then it switched over to um, Apple for a while, and then Microsoft. And it depends on uh, application. So if, it, if Microsoft was like king of the office products. Mm-hmm. And then Apple was king king of um, art products, essentially. Do you have the hard the hardback of the book? I'm going to grab the D, the D, the referees manual because um, I don't have my Patrick as he said borrowed it. I've got the player's guide right here. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. I think it's got. Uh, I would say it's kind of has kind a of, nice ribbon um, bookmark. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I'm a fan of Jeff Talanian for sure. Uh, this is the third edition version of the game. This is the DM's manual, which I'm not hardly into at all, which I guess I'm going to DM it. I should read a little bit of it. I think I, the art's kind of a mixed bag, though, like a lot of game books are. Some are there's some that's quite... Um, they have they have uh, the art. I think most of it's decent. I'm not crazy about the various uh, on uh, chapter four. The very beginning of chapter four, it talks about classes. Yeah, it has a, like a, a head and shoulder shot of a person for all the classes. Yeah, and most of them are I don't like. Right, but lumpy uh, heads and yeah, like I'm not ears. a huge fan of like this picture here. I'm not a huge fan of that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot kind of, of these are, I don't I don't care for. But some of the black and white, I really like. Look, I love this uh, Sturge. It's a classic one, but it looks really nice. It's a detail. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All black and white. So. Um, oh, that one's okay. When the priest one is is okay. Yeah. Most of the rest of them are kind of not great. That's but, just, that's that's me. That's just me. We're going to dive into the campaign, and of course, as soon as we dive into it, we're going to end up taking a break because Cabin Con is just around the corner. But we're going to play. I got a module I want to run initially. We'll see how we where we veer off from that. Um, again, I'd like to formally invite Patrick if he wants to play in the group. Um, we'll try to play on a maybe if we can. I know his his nights are tricky, so he's working a weird schedule. We'll see if we can figure something out. Um, are we using the default setting? Yes, I, I want to use the default setting, which is the a flat Earth. The flat, flat Earth, Earth is very is very interesting. Humans only. They use races in the in the classic classic sense. Um, I do like um, I do like the different peoples. Um, I haven't read in great detail about the Atlanteans. The Hyperboreans and the Un, which are apparently the three men-like, man-like races that can't interbreed with others. Hmm. So is that is that correct? Or maybe one of them they can I, breed. I haven't got that. I haven't got that detailed. They can breed with one of those three races. Can, yeah, they can breed with people, but their children are always um Mule, they can, mules. <laughs> yeah, they're mules. What's the word though when you can't breed? You can't, you're sterile. They're sterile. Sterile. And some of them don't don't have produce children Two at likes. all. But you don't have an um, I mean, there's no elves, no dwarves, none of that stuff in there. I, I don't think it's all humans. I like the sword and sorcery tone. I thought you would really like that. I mean, it's all about going. There's in there. a decent section on describing the differences be between a typical, more typical fantasy setting and sci-fi, or not sci-fi, and sword and sorcery. I think it's a decent section to peruse through and. And get a, especially for, I mean, not so much the players too much, mostly for the DM. This is a player's book, though. So hopefully they have that in the DM's book as well, because it's a really inter, it's a really cool way for you to um, internalize what the, what, what um, sword and sorcery means as opposed to high fantasy or even low fantasy, like Tolkien type world versus uh, Conan versus, um, um, what's that blah 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 the barbarian cartoon we used to watch Thundar the barbarian Thundar that's more I think that's more Hyperborea than Conan is yeah um, uh, are you asking Patty if they have races with required alignments I don't recall reading that but it might be 
I'm not. You haven't gotten that. Uh, haven't gotten that yet. far. I don't think it's fully required. Darth is in our headspace. He says if you are not live streaming it, you should do a video journal of the game for the channel. Hmm. We are thinking about making it a campaign report because I believe that Legion of Myth will be doing a dive, a, a deep dive into the rules and the mechanics. We're going to say we'll mention the mechanics sometimes, but we're going to kind of say, hey, we played, we did this. It felt like this. It was fun for this. I didn't care for this too much, but you know, we'll we'll bring in campaign reports periodically through April if we can, maybe after. So David Gile says never and welcome, David. Oh. Uh, uh, never saw Thundar. You are missing out. You definitely but watched Conan cartoon. I don't remember that as a kid. The Conan cartoon. Yeah, I'd have to see a graphic of it to. Um, to remember it, but I really don't remember there being a Conan cartoon. Yeah, I think is Thundar the one that said uh, Demon Dog? Light? Yeah. Okay, the Sun Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're starting their deep dive on Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit about the actual game. So if you're off next week, we've got to play one of those days. Um, it might be tough though, because Patrick, I think, is only off on the not those days. Um, but yeah, the, I, I want to use the, the setting. Uh, so it'll be very. And I think it'll be Thunder. There's a picture in the book with a knight with a laser gun. It looks like an old-style ray gun from the 60s in Hyperborea. You know that, Joe, right? It's really a science yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the, oh, the uh, cover of, of it shows a spaceship or something. Yeah. Part right here. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think um, – at first, I was like – honestly, I was put off when I saw 22 races – or, yeah – 22 classes and 24 races. I was like, oh, man. But really, it's just different peoples and cultures in a classic sense. I like that. The world's well-explained, well-defined, well and the classes are fun. And, yeah, there we go. Bruce has got it. Ariel, Ukla, we ride. Lords of Light. Yeah, those are fun. I mean, okay, so <laughs> who, who said that they had it on DVD? Someone, here you go, long shot. Oh, nice. It has Sundar. Okay. It sounds nice. <laughs> I did the same thing with a, car, a show I used to watch as a kid. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. It was $10 for the entire series uh, that was shown in America of, of um, oh, what was that? Oh, I can't remember now. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show. Uh, big Robot Dude. Um, in the Ultraman. Oh, Ultraman. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Ultraman, yeah. I got that. So, yep. so Ultraman, right? Lots of fun watching that as a kid. No fun watching it right now as an adult. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, it was horrible. Horrible beyond belief. Even watching the Dungeons and Dragons cartoons a little rough for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's on Tubi for free. Okay, Martinson. I, now, Darth makes a good point about Hyperborea I like. It exists in HP Lovecraft's world. It's no wonder that there would be a laser gun in it. Yeah, there's going to be some funk, dude. They've got some. They've got cults of of basically. I mean, I think Cthulhu is actual. They spell it with a K. Cthulhu is a deity in this world, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't. I think you can play heroes. I mean, you can play heroes. Uh, the game doesn't make it sound that bleak, but I do think you're going to be. Um, Yes, David, you should give it a watch. I don't think you're going to go. Away. I'm not. You're going to. You're not going to have the same. 
You're not gonna get the same warm fuzzies, I think, that Joe and I have. No, I mean, we, yeah, yeah, we. I liked it as a kid, so I would at least give it a uh, give it a break more, maybe. But if it's your first, you just have to understand it was eighties, eighties or nine eighties. Thundar came out in eighty one. Yeah, eighty one. So yeah, it's a product of its time. But I think it was kind of cool, uh, a cool cartoon for its time. It was for its so, time. It was yeah. close to fantasy as we could get, and mm-hmm. they have laser swords and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Girl, are you going to jump up here for the guys? All right. Street? Cool. Thank you, Patrick. You sent us the link to Conan the Adventurer. We have to check it out. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Oh, the Herculoids. Oh man, a war. Remember that one, Joe? The Mighty Herculoids. The Mighty that's, Herculoids. That's an old one, dude. Uh, yeah, well, the Herculoids was part of a big. Uh, they had um, the Hanna Barbera crowd, right? Yeah. They had a bunch of Hanna Barbera cartoons. There was that one. There was Space Ghost, and they were. Uh, they usually had. Uh, they had like a an hour program where there there was Herculoids, there was a Space Ghost, and maybe um, Frankenstein Junior. Or yeah, uh, yeah there's a there were several of those cartoons. And Hercules, like we watched those on reruns, dude, because it was in 67, mm-hmm. the year we were born. Yeah. <laughs> so Hercules is old. I never yeah. I've never seen fully the Pirates of Blackwater, but I've heard that is actually quite excellent. I've heard. So when we do if we do a video journal like um like uh what Darth suggested, does is he talking like we're not talking like in the video journal watching us play, are you? Um I'm not sure if that's um, what you mean. Maybe you can do it, I guess. Well, we decided to do that based on someone else's suggestion before tonight. And yes. um, that was Tunka Todd. Tunka yeah. Todd suggested that we do a campaign journal, yeah, which isn't us playing, no. it's, just, it's an after the fact thing. So, but we can also do, um, hey, Hungar, wasn't he in there. here earlier, or am I thinking somebody no, else? No, no, he just showed up, I think. All right. RPG in the house. The nerds are here. Welcome, sir. So, yeah, we, we would do the a campaign journal thing. So if we did a separate video for it, we could probably make it 20 minutes. Probably right. wouldn't be much more than that. Okay. okay. Unless we padded it. Well, we got to do something. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we do. Maybe we'll just do a report first. We'll see. I, I want to play. Um, it might be fun. It would be interesting, I think. To, would it be interesting to watch us like start a campaign that way? See how the first session goes. When we don't People do keep that. telling us it would, I don't buy it, but maybe you know <laughs> should, okay. We should try it. Maybe Thanks. maybe not necessarily Hyperborea, maybe something else. Yeah, that's all right. I don't mind. I mean it's Hyperborea as a game, it looks like it's got the single saving throw, which I do like. I know mm-hmm. not a lot of people do. I like just one saving throw best. I'm good with three. Four to two reflex will reflex uh, will. Uh, I'll play the D and D saving throws, but they're not my favorite. Uh, the standard A D and D. But I do like the single saving throw, which is like that sort of like boards and wizardry. Um, the classes are fun. I think the uh, some of the subclasses I noticed seem really tough. This is not a game. I don't think they were. I'm not sure they worry too much about balance, uh, kind of like the old school game, which is okay. Play what you want. Um, hey, we need we need to keep Hungar in our in our oh, prayers. He's in the hospital yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, dude. All right, man. Yeah. 
we will wish you the absolute best, my good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ungar, in and out of that place too much. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I'll finish the reading of the book this weekend. Uh, try to skim through um, the uh, DM's guide. Uh, looks like Longshot said he he played when it was Ash. Astonishing swords of Hyperborea. I'm glad That's he changed it. Yeah, Dewey uh, with his son, um, his friends. That's cool. I don't know how much has changed. Um, it should be. It should be good. Uh, well, uh, the 71st, it'll be interesting to watch a Hyperborea RPG. Well, maybe you'll get to. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll see how how that works out for us. But that is what we're going to do. We, we don't have a lot of recording gear, so if we yeah. do this, it's going to have to be on uh, Zoom or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really don't want our first session to be on Zoom. So, but I could. I guess I could record while we play at my table. But that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. How would you do that? Yeah. Can I? I think I could. Maybe I could. I don't know. No, nah, that, that wouldn't work very well. Yeah. Just using oh, your camera from your laptop for everybody. That'd be nah. weird. And they couldn't hear people. So, yeah. Um, you said stream it live. Yeah, we could do that on Zoom, I guess. Wow. We, we would need some equipment. I think what we should do is what you suggest. How about we play it for a few sessions, get a, get a used to it, do some uh, after-action reports here like we're talking about, and then decide whether or not we're going to go live. Oh, dude. Bruce is throwing the gauntlet down. He says, be a big boy. Let everyone see how you DM. I think I'm going to have to. But <laughs> I don't think we should, even if we do end up taking it live, we do it every once in a while. Yeah, it's It'll not be on Zoom. I don't think it, it's a good idea to buy a bunch of equipment. No, not for us. It's not It's not going to be our thing. I can't imagine us being the live play channel. No. Yeah. Um, well, we we aren't really lacking streaming gear, but we would be if we decided because that's, that's that was David Guile. Yeah, we would be if we decided to stream a game because we would need multiple microphones and at least one more camera, if not two. Okay. So I have a a, cam, a, a USB camera. I don't use anything fancy. So I would say. We stream on uh, some VTT or Zoom or StreamYard first, and then if we get if there's enough interest, we bump it up. Yeah, that means we got to play on we got to play online, which sucks. Bruce wants to see a session zero. Oh, this is funny. Patrick said he'd have to jump on there to get things started by saying, "Shouting, f it, we'll do it live." <laughs> Where is that from? That's a YouTube channel. No, no, no. That's a that's no, that is actually it's from um what's his, what's we call it from Fox News. Yeah, what's his nuts? But somebody does that on their YouTube channel to start their YouTube channel. I don't know. What oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. Has a little clip. Yeah. Is it is it Dungeons and Diversity? Is that the guy? Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Ideally, we would need a mic for each person. Because no, otherwise, right, it's not right. sound very good. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly, yeah. 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 How many mics do you, yeah, I don't know. We would need several. Uh, Diversity and Dragons. Thank you, Maliki. I have a mic that I, that isn't, that's a, you know, USB mic. So we have one. Randy uses his laptop's mic. 
I have other mics, but they suck. You always say they sound like they're clicking and stuff. To me, they sound fine, but for you guys, that's not what I'm. Right well, what we what we um, what we could do is re reuse those because I think it's possible that some of the issues we were having with your mic was actually on my end instead of okay. yours. Okay, I've got a couple of them. Um, yeah, Big Bad RPG says ten to twenty bucks for. A, I don't know what lav mic means. Do you know what lav means? Yeah, lavalier. It's that's the that's a, a style of mic. It's okay. something that you clip on, clip onto your collar. Okay. Yeah. Tiny, little tiny mic. Lavalier. Yeah. All right. Well, if we will keep that in mind if we decide to do any living, live streaming of the gaming. Yeah. But um I don't think we would need to do too many cameras, but we would need to have a couple of freestanding cameras, one or two. Um for it to make sense. Bruce claims uh, he uses a Logitech $60 camera. You don't need a microphone for everyone. I have one Razer Siren USB microphone, and I only get massive complaints when someone plays a guitar. Do you play the... Aren't your people, though, all online, though, Bruce? Do you play face-to-face? -face? Right. He has need in quotes, which means oh. you don't need it. It's true. Right. The sound is going to be subpar, if you don't, I would write. Uh, and honestly, if we're going, if we do it, we could just go with a single mic in the middle of the table and see how it goes. We might get some complaints. The DM would definitely need to have his own mic, though. Yeah, because I, I talk a lot and I totally just. And you stand up and walk around. That's another thing. I am a, being a teacher. I don't sit much when I DM. I tend to get up and. Right, right. So if anybody would need a lavalier type thing, it would be you. Yeah. It would just clip onto your collar. Would, you've probably seen it. It's a clip-on deal. Has a little, well, depending on what style you use, has a little box, and then yeah. that would transmit to the computer. You know what? I may be able to get a, a, a so a lab mic is that one that gets like connects to your T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I may have access to that. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I, I would prefer to have at least decent audio. If we're, I, I don't want it to be. It wouldn't, I don't want it to sound like we're in a basement. <laughs> right. Even though we might be. Big Bad RPG swears the lab mics are a must. Good audio. Otherwise, don't mess with it. Okay. All right, Hungar. He says he's out, just got a lot of meds. Oh, sorry. Take care, buddy. I'm trying to really? Sorry. Really? I'm yes. the boss. I'm the boss. You are not the boss now. I have the power. I secretly changed it all around. <laughs> Take care, Hungar. Be good, man. All right, so that is our plan. We're going to kind of coincide a, a real actual playing of the game with uh, Legion's um, description of the game. So uh, it'll probably come a little slower because we, we don't get to play every week, which is sad. Um, all right, you want to move on to the last segment here, bud? Just a second. Let me see. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Yep. According. Okay. My dev here says he's checked all the pages and can't see any issues. All right. The API details are swapped over. Um, cool. Hold on a second. Big Geek Emporium Joe's checking it out. He wants to see what's what. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe it'll be groovy. Let me take that off. Yeah. Okay. Bruce, you're swearing this Razor Siren microphone. All right. 
I'm writing it down, which means I will not remember it. But I will try. He swears it's all good. All right. Um, yeah, I'll talk to the video guys at my school there, Martinson. I'll see if I can wrangle something groovy. That'd be all right. So Joe is probably checking something out. Something's up with the website. Hopefully it's getting close to done. No, I was I was interrupted. Um, oh. Joseph interrupt us. Uh, at this point, I guess you'd want to brush it over it and let me know if you find any issues, and I would be a matter of turning maintenance boat off. Okay. Um, I just have to give it the once over. Okay. Cool. Should be should be up sometime this evening. Right on. Do you want to do the quick hit segment? Or do you want to talk about some other? I got something else I could talk about, Big Geek Con, too. It's up to you. Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay, so guys, here's here's the plan, and I and I know no one can promise anything, and I wish Flady was here because he asked. Um, our plan is Joe is going to put, you know, tickets to Big Geek Con, which we're planning on happening. I'm going to go check tomorrow if I haven't screwed things up and see if I can get Big Geek Con to happen. And here in Michigan, I'm leaning toward the second or third, probably the third weekend in september i think it's the 22nd the 23rd let me double check my dates and i want to go ahead and put uh, a down payment on this place the drawback is uh the down payment uh means that if we don't have enough people to show i'm out that money and that's okay because i want to take that chance um we would charge a certain amount of cash for the tickets. We'll let you know when they go on for sale. And if we end up, if it ends up not happening, so we don't reach that quota that we need to pay for the hotel space, then we will refund your money and we'll just live with that. Um, I'm thinking, just guessing, if we get, um, uh, it would probably be, this is, this is the date I'm thinking of. I'm putting this in the chat, September 22nd, 23rd of 2023 uh, is when I'm thinking. So maybe you wouldn't be out, Legion. It says you may be in Minnesota from mid-August to the beginning of September. Just stay a little longer and come down. Um, I'm thinking that's when we're going to do it. Uh, I think we want a little cooler weather. Uh, we also want to see if we can um, – Get that going. Yeah, but he's going to be a couple of weeks out probably. So he may not want to hang around two weeks to go to uh, Big Geek Con. But that's going to be the plan. And uh, Joe, um, how much is the reservation in total? Uh, I got to look at, well, hold on. Why don't you guys bear with me? Uh, I've got some help on that. I think I'm looking at. Bear with me just a second, and I will do a quick scan. Um, Legion says I can't. If I do it, it's for my 50th and yeah. mom's 72nd birthdays. Probably in the neighborhood, if we do two, two days, probably looking at 800 per room. Um. So it could be 1600 total. And last I talked to the person 
whatever I put down, if I put part of it down, I got a certain date and I think I don't get any more than half of it back. So I could lose a quarter of that money, um, which is not the end of the world. But uh, I think it's probably going to happen. Uh, no, not the 16th of September. Again, it will be September 22nd, 23rd, likely. I can't. I, I just want to make sure that this weekend is as far away from um, Labor Day as possible, but not get too cold up here in Michigan. So I'm sorry, Legion. That's, I'm sorry you can't make it. It's, it's a shame. So, but uh, maybe one, maybe one year. If this gets this gets going, we hope it gets bigger, and we hope uh, we can have a lot of people show up. But just to be clear, when Joe puts them on the Big Geek Emporium, if you buy them and it doesn't work out, then um, we'll give you your money back and it'll be fine. So um, anyway, so that's all I got for Big Geek. We're, we're gonna do, I'm going to do my best to make this a thing. So, and it's kind of last minute. I was hoping Flady would be online. He was asking about it. Yeah, send Heathen Dog. That'd be great. I'm That'd secret, be awesome. I'm secretly hoping to get Palladium guys there. <laughs> that was the cool. secret part. It's got the secret part. You're not good with the secret. If I give secrets away online, it's not very much of a secret, is it? No. <laughs> okay. Although we are a small group. We are a small group. So, um, yeah. So. Okay. So, Big Bad RPG. We are planning a, um, a convention called Big Geek, Big Geek Con here in Michigan. And that's going to be the dates that Randy just gave, September 22nd and 23rd. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not going to be like Gen Con, obviously, because we're not going to have Damn all it. the stuff there, no vendors or anything like that. It's just going to be gaming. Yeah, just it's going to be. It's a gaming convention. We should just game. How about that? And we don't want to. And and I hope the price matches that. I mean, I don't. I'm not looking to charge anything like a big, like one of the big conventions, or heck, even as much as. Um, um, uh, yeah, that's an idea. Sell a shirt, people that can't go. Right on, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not against that. Um, but I think uh, we, I don't want to name a price yet, but Joe and I have a number in mind, and it's much more reasonable. If any of you guys went to VengerCon last year, it's going to be less than that. So, and that was, to me, that was a little pricey, but I understood he only had so many people. I'm hoping we get, I'm hoping, I know this is bold, but I'm hoping we get at least 50 people. I should be able to provide, we should be able to provide. 2025, I would think. Just so, yeah. our local crew. Our crew. And then I hope to get some of the locals. I advertise at the local colleges and at the game stores. And anybody, I would love I would love to see as many of the streamers on here, these guys in the chat. I would love to see them there. But I know it's a tough thing to do in a few months' time. So, And Legion's already busy. If Randy hadn't screwed around, I'd have had this set up before. But I was waffling being a loser guy. So I'll do my best. All right. So, shall we uh, call it a night, or do you want to? Oh, <laughs> in the voice of Palpatine, do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we did have this one little thing left. You want to do it? Oh, we got we got some time. It's supposed to be a quick hit and hard target. Hope we can get out of here. Yeah, this is all about the DM. PCs. PCs. Oh, I hate even saying it. It's so 
<laughs> it hurts you that bad. The dungeon master should not have a PC in the group. That's not how this game is played. Yeah. There are other well, ways. Uh, there are other ways to mitigate if you have too few people. One of them is wait till you have enough people to play. <laughs> right. The other is your players, your player. Let's say there's you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you as the DM, and then you have only one person playing. Yeah. Well, that 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 one player could have two characters, or you have them roll up a character that maybe has a magic item. Maybe their stats are a little higher than average. Uh, there's all there's all kinds of things you can do to, and, and then you cut the the enemies down some. There's all kinds of things you can do in, instead of having your own PC in there, and there's you could have an NPC that PC can have um, can have hirelings, right? David, well, right so on. So you can hire a bodyguard if you're a wizard. Or you can hire a wizard if you're the bodyguard. You know, whatever. But it, in my experience. I've been even played in groups where there were plenty of people playing. The DM just wanted to have his own PC in there for some weird reason. Um, you also could uh, yeah, play pets, pets. Could play this game, Scarlet Heroes. <laughs> That's good right, for right. a smaller number of people. Uh, pets are another way for you to get around that. You know, ranger with a wolf or whatever, druid with a wolf or a bear or hawk. I mean, oh, uh yeah. What's, what was that show, that not-so-great movie? Beast Man. Or Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Yeah, he had a... T- was it a tiger or a panther? Was it a panther? I don't know. He had, had it, uh, a hawk or an eagle of some kind, and then he had those three squirrels, or ferrets, something. And that was fun. You could do that as a solo dude, and then you have a menagerie following you all over the place, and Mm-hmm. I've, he eventually um, had have had a lady following him around too. He had to rescue, but yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do apart from the freaking NPC uh, DMPC. <laughs> well, and Mr. Bob, and I've always liked this. You can also adapt the style of play for the number of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know because I agree, is- Bruce. Oh. <laughs> No, he's wrong. Um, I like Hawk. He's not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It's been too long since I've seen the one of them. I really, I'm just being cantankerous. The other thing is, is I saw Beastmaster back in the day when I was younger. I didn't yeah. see Hawk the Slayer. I uh, didn't see Hawk the Slayer until like last year. I tried watching it. I couldn't make it past 10 minutes. So maybe if I had seen Beastmaster in the same vein, it'd probably be the same thing. Quick pause. Uh, the Crafting Gamer made a comment. You guys don't necessarily have to have booths for people to sell things, but if I get, I think he meant we get players, people such as Kevin from Palladium to show up to GM a little with a few books, what you want to take home some. Yeah, I would not tell I would not tell Kevin he couldn't bring product to sell. I'm no, just, anybody can. It's just we're not going to have booths. He, he could. We, we might be able to improv, improvise, you know, put a couple of tables together and he can have some books or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't care about that. I just, I'm not planning on having a trying to recruit people that want to sell stuff, at least not initially. I just want to have a place for us to play, 
rent two or three rooms that can have four, three to four tables in it, and then game for two solid days, as long as the hotel will allow us to be open during the day. If they'll let us go late to the night, great. I don't think they will. My experience last year at VentureCon in a small hotel was um, was that the games kind of had to end at 10, and we could start as early as 8 or 7 in the morning. So Right. And, you know, if, if uh, there's people in visiting, um, if we have enough uh, folks, we're going to have some free hotel rooms, apparently. Yeah. We can also always move some games from the convention hall to the rooms. Yeah. And people have come and people come out of town and they stay. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We would game late night stuff. Um I didn't do my best to stay awake. I'm not. A, I'm a wuss. After after eleven or twelve, Randy turns into a pumpkin. But we would suck it up for two days. Oh yeah, we'd have to. Yeah, right on. Yeah, Malachi's got it. We'll move to the rooms if we have to. Play till it's over. All right. So back to uh, the DMPC. So you can have an NPC, but not a PC, right? Because NPCs right. Aren't, like, aren't protagonists. But right, DM- NPCs are helpers or or something else. Yeah, it's just too – I think it's too weird. I think it's also potential for favoritism if that's your actual – if it's my actual character and some cool piece of gear is supposed to drop or if I say, you know, it'd be great if my wizard PC had a staff of the Magi. Why don't I put that in this adventure? I mean, you could even do that, let's call it subconsciously, not a staff of the Magi, but maybe put a few more magical goodies in there in the hopes that your guys get it, you know? But uh, I'm not inclined to do that at all. I, I don't even like running NPCs with the group. I mean, if right. there's Harlings, I'd rather you guys run them. Right. And that's what we do. Uh, the When you have a group that passes the hat DM-wise, but they stick inside the same world, yeah. that can also lead to this. Yes, because that DM doesn't want his his PC, who's who's part of the world, to fall behind the other people. Um, so you know people do that. I know that I was in a group, and yep. they all pass the hat DMing wise with the same setting and the same group of PCs. So odd. I would I would just not recommend doing that anyway. Yeah. Malachi does say he ran, he ran a three, five game and had a ranger in the group. He was in the background 99% of the time. I think if you did that, players would be able to swallow it easier. You know, if you're playing a guy that sits way in the back, he never does much except I'll swing a sword. I'll risk my life because I'm part of the group, but I'm not going to be like trying to get gear. And, you know, it, it, it's tough not to rub, probably to rub the players rhubarbs wrong. <laughs> Um, this is great. Uh, both Bruce and Patrick had something interesting to say. Uh, Bruce was, or Patrick was responding to Bruce said, getting Kevin to come to Kevin Con would be awesome. That would be cool. And then, uh, Bruce said, although I would pay $5 for a picture of Kevin in red flannel, AKA Michigan chic. <laughs> right. And right. the difference is uh, Kevin Con is thing we've been doing annually for 17 years. This is number 17, dude. Can you believe it? Yeah. Hey, wow. what's up, gaming with ADHD? Hey, dude. Yeah, so I think the long, I don't know if anybody says, yes, I should run a DMPC. It could be done, I would hope, for very short stints, maybe in a desperate situation, but I think it's a very, very not a good idea. 
it's it's too weird and just complicated and annoying. I mean, it's another headache. You have to be overly. It's like it's like I've told friends like I want to take your math class. Like no, you don't. Because if you were my friend and took my math class, I would almost have to be appear to be more demanding and kind of especially when I taught high school. I'd be like I have to appear. I had my cousin was in uh, he was in my math class, but and I made it on purpose because he was in the school I was teaching at. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't want you in that class because I would have to appear to be harder on you just to appear to be. I would have to be harder on you just to appear to be fair. Right. Right, right, right. There's kind of a conflict of interest running your own. Yeah, I think in the end, it is truly a conflict of interest. Now, if you have your favorite NPC that you like to bring in to help the party out every now and again, that's OK. An NPC is not is not a, it's not the same you know, as a DMPC, but he's just there to help out. And then he boogies. And if, if you have him and if he's a little more mercenary, he'd be like, yeah, I'll help you, but you're going to be paying me. Good night, Redshift. We, yep. Good night. We're going to be saying that in general here soon, but there's one other thing I wanted to say. Sure. We pretty much killed the DMPC. So if you're playing a PC in the group and you're the DM, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, but this other thing was going around the interwebs here uh, the last few days. And um, so there's a YouTube video of folks saying that if your piece, if PCs die in a game, oh. the DM is doing it wrong. Oh, I hate that. Right. You shouldn't. And that it, there's all kinds of people who out there in the hobby think that it's traumatic for them in the real world in real life <laughs> for their PC to die. Dude, got no time for that. No. No. That's a yeah. I will try to find it. I'm pretty sure I I I um in Twitter I'm I must have thumbed this up to somebody's response to this whole mess is really stupid. Pundit has a yeah. video on it. Good night, Jack the 71st. Pundit has a video on it. Yeah, it's it's a thing they're talking about. I think Five E's just Pundit's is pretty good. He he makes some he makes some offerings of why the current big crowd of Five E players are like that. Mister uh, J Scott uh, chimed in in one of those comments on Twitter, and he is that guy does he is I, he's got to is he faking? Because he seems like a legit nutcase at times I, d I doubt he's faking it there's a lot of people that uh they're it's weird it's weird it's weird i don't know if, it, if people have gotten more weird i think it's more that we are experienced we're more exposed to the weirdos because mm -hmm. the weirdos can go on youtube like we do we're kind of weirdos too we're nerds but they get to tell you and you get to hear how weird they are i don't yeah. know that they're more weird than in the past I really don't. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's no uh, way that someone is actually traumatized. But in the world we live in, people go on, on, um, what's that real short video, um, service? Um, TikTok? TikTok. Yeah. There's this TikTok lady who says she's a wolf. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm Wolf 
I'm more wolf than human. I'm like, no, whatever. So people believe that they are, they believe they are things they are not. So traumatized by your PC dying is one thing you are not. No, you're not traumatized. No, no, you're pretending. Anyway. You know, I'll joke sometimes. I'm like, I don't care if I kill characters, but I don't want to kill them. But dude, sometimes it's a game. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Oh, Malachi says that woman that thought she was a wolf was on a Canadian TV show. Nice. Uh, and Malachi told us to look at the Legion of Myth Discord for something. He said, take a look on the Legion of Myth Discord, I believe, under the FNCS suggestion. Maybe that's the video. Okay. Well, no, Max from Legion of Myth was asking for the video. Oh, okay. He's probably okay. talking about something else. Something else, sure. Okay. All right. All right. So, I think we're out of here. I think we're out of here. All right, bud. So, hey, if you want to uh, help us out, support our show, please like and subscribe and share us wherever you are listening or viewing to the show, whether it be video land or in audio land. Um, if you want to support us more directly, you can go over to PayPal, Streamlabs, Anchor, Ko-Fi, or Coffee, Call, Ko-Fi, and now Patreon, where we have two whole patrons. Um, I'm sure they want uh, company over there, so why don't you um, uh, join the crowd of two and support us over on Patreon. Maybe you'll, uh, maybe you'll receive a supernatural healing like Patrick did tonight. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, if you want to check us out in other places, uh, you can go over to a Big Geek Emporium, uh, hopefully after this evening, and um, it should be up with a new design. Yes. And a bit better uh, experience for you users out there and for the vendors as well. Right on. Um, hopefully after this evening. It may be delayed a little bit, one more day. Hopefully no more than one more day. Um, if you want to send us questions, concerns, suggestions, mm -hmm. you can email us at thegeeks at big, biggestgeekestpodcast.com. Um and I think, I think that really is the end here, unless you have anything else to say, Mr. Nichols. Oh, great show, everybody. I loved everybody's comments. Lots of good chatting. You guys take care, man. Thanks for stopping in and hanging out with us for a couple hours tonight. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Good this time. is Joe. And this is Randy. And remember, if you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us. Mm -hmm.